Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast, Finny Special, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. With the help of the Victorian government, Bogus and BPay, we're bringing you Australia's largest and most prestigious fintech awards yet. We want you to tune in and pick the winners. And this year, you can join in virtually, in person, or host your own office party. So wherever you are, let's come together and recognize the amazing people Aussie FinTech is renowned for. Registration for the awards event is now open. Go to thefinnies.org.au. I'm Dexter Cousins, and in this special episode, I'm joined by Lee Hatton of Afterpay. Afterpay are this year's sponsors of the Emerging FinTech Organization of the Year and we're really grateful for their continued support of the Finneys. Welcome to the show, Lee. Hey, thank you so much for having me. How exciting. It is exciting. I've been wanting to do this show for a long time, and so (laughs) I think all the way back when you were at Eubank, so it's um, great to finally have you here. Oh, And a much better context now that you're with probably the world's fastest grown (laughs) fintech. (laughs) Hey, look at that. As they say, it's a journey. As they say, it's a journey. It absolutely is. Well, look, I'd really love to share some of that journey with our listeners. Um, But before we go into that, um, you know, you joined Afterpay recently. What a ride, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's absolutely amazing. And I think it's... um, it's one of those super cool companies that everything that you could imagine uh, is really going on. Like it's a, a constant hustle. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's hard. Like it's the hardest I've ever worked um, in my entire career. Um, and I just wake up every morning kind of pumped to get stuff back into it. It's just so that's, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I guess if we can talk about the afterpay journey, so... What made you decide to join? Well, one of the things that I guess, so a bit of my kind of background, I'm like a dairy farmer's daughter, right? So I grew up in New Zealand, um, very kind of small town. Uh, I like My favourite thing to do was to lie in the grass and just look at the sky, you know, like a very, very kind of small um, kind of space. And when I went up to Auckland for university, I became a bank teller in my holidays, because it was like the highest paying job. Um, And so that's how I kind of found myself in banking. Like the dream had always been stockbroking, actually. That was kind of where I saw myself going. And so I I actually joined Westpac as a grad, and it was like this amazing experience where I found I could be whatever I wanted to be. In a big bank, they have, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people, um, and there is just a job for every occasion. Except, as I used to say um, to the team, you can't be a doctor, though. Although I think now in banks they may need (laughs) a few doctors. Um, And so that was really where it all began. I I did a graduate program. I did business banking. I did corporate banking. I did retail banking, strategy, marketing. Like, I really just got to traverse the company And I always think actually about how grateful I am for the people that gave me those opportunities Um, because, you know, they were kind of fast two-year stints um, just learning and absorbing. And I think that's probably the piece in my DNA that kind of led me to this afterpay piece because the learning um, is actually kind of a core value for me. 
It's like, how do I um, continue to grow? So if I kind of take my core values, I kind of start with family. So I have three boys. They are 13, 11, and 7. Um, and they are mad keen surfers. Um, and they are kind of my first and foremost. So I have this amazing husband who supports me to do all of that. Um, but family first. Um, helping others is probably the other thing that grounds me. Um, and I'm lucky enough to know the founders of Afterpay um, and I care about them, mm. you know, so being able to help others deliver their vision and their dreams and be a part of that is really exciting. Um, and then the third thing is learning. And I've been a banker my entire career and I'm a super proud banker, right? Like I, I love the industry. I love what it enables people to do. Um, but I love the concept of learning more and Afterpay is a retail platform, right? It is this retail fintech. Um, and those merchants are just so key. Um, and I love just learning this whole new business model um, that's sitting in front of us. Fantastic. So that thing around learning, um, is it, how do you learn when you're kind of drinking from the hose pipe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you have to be willing to be completely intimidated because about it's, what you don't not, know. It's not like you got a six-month training course right then <laughs> on fintech to get up this No, speed. I think that's one of the cool things, right? Maybe, maybe growing up um, in banking, it's kind of cool because you get these insane experiences when you're a, a, in a in a large bank in particular. So, you know, you get access to some of the best development programs in the world, right? So I remember not that many years ago going to San Francisco um, and listening to Harvard professors and Berkeley professors, and they, they tell you about the best and the brightest things that are available. Um, and that just completely opens your mind. Um, and then once you have that access, what I often kind of consider is you go on all these kind of training courses, you might want to call them, and you never use them, right? And so I think you have to build this muscle that says, even when it's hard, I can still learn something. Um, and so maybe that's kind of been the catalyst for me is that I've been ignited by all these experiences. And so then when I get to play in a place like Afterpay and make a difference. Um, the learning is actually like that's the that's the hustle and the hard part um, and it's actually the, the drive, right? Because you just think, oh, shit, I've got to nail this. You yeah. know, like it, it's got to be the ambition. Um, and so, yeah. Is that I think a Kiwi thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe it's the grassroots. Yeah. Like maybe it's back to the farm. Um, but I think having that um, ambition for – our customers in particular for what we can achieve. I mean, our vision is fairness and financial freedom for all, right? And you cannot um, get out of bed in the morning and not be excited by that. Like that ability to touch um, every single, well, we're a global company, the potential to touch everybody in a way that makes a difference to their everyday is phenomenal. Well, so you, you talk to a family that's now credit card free because it, thanks to after pay and zip. And hey, look at that. Yeah, look, it's just, it's phenomenal, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so let's talk about the, the after pay culture. What, what's been the biggest difference for you other than the kind of speed and velocity um, of coming into it from a, you know, I, I say a big four bank, but you were U bank, which is kind of a separate entity of, yeah. of NAB. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, Eubank's phenomenal, right? Like that was We should chapter. point out actually the yeah. first 
digital bank, digital only bank in Australia. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it was an absolute powerhouse. Um, And our ability to really, um, I guess, flip that whole digital model on its head and hold it true. I mean, the team that I worked with in Eubank, they, they were obsessive about getting it right for the customer. Um, and our mantra was always just the bank you need and nothing you don't, right? And so we were just obsessed with this simplicity. Um, and I was very fortunate. Um, Andrew Thorburn, who was the CEO of the NAB Group, he just gave us such autonomy and flexibility um, to be able to drive a customer value proposition that was so unique and so different um, to the NAB Group. And you know, it had many lovers and haters is probably the best way to put it. Uh, and we would often... I think that's every neo-bank out there. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, used to, we used to have this song as a team, um, I get knocked down, but I get up again, yeah. you're never going to keep me down. Uh, and that was kind of all part of the fun of having this amazing um, construct of a big bank behind us, but having the trust... Um, to be able to deliver our vision for how we saw digital banking for the future. Um, so that in itself, culture made the difference, yeah. right? Like we had a very unique culture for the group. Our engagement scores were always um, right at the top of the pack. They were world-class um, over those five years. And, you know, that in itself we were particularly proud of because entrepreneurship, um, which is, you know, this you know absolute desire to be a group of entrepreneurs but in this construct – of a big environment is just such a hard thing to achieve. And so you've got to have guts and resilience, but to do that, you've got to engage the hearts and minds. And so by the end of my tenure there, you know, we had 200 people just completely palmed out. NPS scores were up, our customer numbers were up, um, and we were absolutely, yeah, we were were on fire. So it was an exciting jump um, for me to kind of continue that trajectory and say, look, how do we continue to make a difference? Um, and so, you know, jumping into the culture of Afterpay, I think the best way to express it is probably through stories. But, you know, I've started there during COVID, so I've been there coming up for months. Um, I feel like in some respects, as I've shared with you, I knew Ant and Nick um, before I joined. So I, I've kind of always felt like a, a part of the, the team, um, so to speak. But... I think with that in particular, it's the we're in COVID, but we're still together, you know. So yeah. whether it's a, a daily Zoom call or when we have the chance, like one of the first meetings I had with um, one of the product leads was we just went for a walk around the block, right? So conveniently, he lives in Bronte. I live there too. You know, Nick's in Bondi. Um, Luke's in Bondi. So like lots of people that are just around. And I would describe the culture as having the willingness to just connect um, at a very, very human level um, and going into someone's house and, you know, hanging out with them as part of work. Um, many would say that's a bit weird, um, but others would say what a great way to experience a culture. Sorry, it's amazing that you still got that, right, because you've yeah. got 700 people now. Yeah, 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 bigger. yeah, yeah. Ar- around the globe, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's always when you get that kind of 70-person mark yeah. that that culture really it's very, very difficult to maintain. Yeah. It's amazing that you well, and I think it's your experience, right? Like I, um, even the partners that we deal with, you can just, you you feel that vibe of a group of people that are wanting to change the world, right? And it's not trite, like it, it can sound like a, a big amorphous thing. Similar culture at Eubank, right? Want to change the world. Like that was the aspiration. 
Um, and so I think with that in mind, you know, I can walk into the office for Afterpay because we're lucky enough um, to be able to go into Surrey Hills and it's smiles, right? Like people greet you, they are happy. Like I, I have this joke with the people that I train with um, during the week, we do East Side Crew, highly recommended um, for a workout in the morning, 6am with Troy. Uh, anyway, so I, I, we have this joke there that I want to be more like Harriet, right? So Harriet's the office manager. Every time I go into Surrey Hills, she is bouncing, right? How can I help you? How many more ways can I help you? And you just kind of think that is a testament to yeah. the founders and the leadership team of yeah. the place. So um, Nick, he's still in his 20s, is that right? No, he's, he's hit 30 now. 30. Yeah, geez, big number. Yeah, it is, eh? <laughs> um, I mentioned the age because, you know, the tag of millennials, Yeah, they've always been described as difficult to manage, difficult. My view is, um, you know, to anybody that's our age group, watch out. Because they 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 can achieve in seven years what you can achieve in a twenty five thirty year career. What what's been your experience of you know working with millennials and and kind of being able to one learn but two kind of get the best out of each other? Well, I think like any human. Right, like yeah, it's That's just okay. <laughs> we keep talking about this group of you know, yeah, this no, age group of you know, yeah, there's something different. They all act the same. No, no, we're <laughs> we are all human, um, and I think this is where it doesn't matter how old or young you are. Um, the ability to have a mindset that is open um, and kind of free from this burden um, of knowledge, mm. you know, or the past or the you know, the things that all went wrong. Um, I think that's kind of the critical thing. And I, I had a guest on the show a few weeks back yeah. who said, um, he and he was at um, D&B Bank in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And he said, we had a saying there that experts are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, beware <laughs> the expert. That's actually not a bad sticker, is it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of the key thing. Um, getting the best out of anyone should always be kind of the I love that saying you know don't don't make someone wrong to make yourself right mm. like just that whole concept of we're in this to listen to each other not to have opinions um and not to you know speak over each other or anything like that um I kind of find I mean Nick's been impressive from the moment I met him and that would be what six or seven years ago when yeah, I remember going to meet him and he was saying, can we talk about culture and how you build cultures? And maybe they had a team of 10 at the time, yeah. right? And um, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, my God, you're dangerous. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have just got so much runway. Yeah. Um, it was so exciting to see. But I think that's the piece. Uh, no matter your age, if you understand that people make a company, not products, mm. um, I think that's kind of the criticality um, and whether you're old or you're young on that one, the better you understand the potential of people, um, I guess that the more capable any company could be and the more capable the culture of any company becomes. It's been a massive year for the organisation. Um, if we go back to March, you know, we wouldn't have been saying that. And then it's, you know, stock markets have just yeah. really bought the afterpay story. 
But more than that, you know, you've had some significant investment come in as well. Yeah. Um, do you mind sharing with us a little bit more around the kind of plans that you've got around you know, global domination, which seems to be yeah, where you're Yeah, world domination. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would you do it if not to dominate the world? Um, so, yeah, kind of reflecting on the year that was, I think it, it's a amazing reflection, actually, of the resilience and the boldness and the ambition of the company. You know, like you, you can imagine. Um, I mean, really, you couldn't think of better sponsors for emerging fintech of the year than oh, Afterpay, right? I, I know. Look, <laughs> emerging again and again, yeah. right? And and I think um, that is really where all the opportunity is. So um, you can see how customers have just absolutely resonated with the opportunity to budget better, right? So. If we kind of take the concept of this retailing platform, which is amazing, you know, like merchants absolutely love the fact that their customers are more engaged with them because they have this ability to buy now and pay later, right? But it's it's not just that. It's actually about the ecosystem that that drives mm. and the um, flexibility and the adaptability. Are you an after-pay customer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said that before. Yeah. And, I mean, isn't it fantastic the way that, it just starts to change your behaviour in the way that you purchase things. I think I think it's the trifecta, right? Yeah. So you've got you know, the consumer piece, which is, hey, if you want to look like this tonight, you can. Yeah. Right? And then you've got the, you know, the retailer who's going, hey, you know, Saturday, your sales are going, taking a deep dive. Would you like to see them go up? Yeah. Right? And you've got that immediacy. And I think what Afterpay have executed so well yeah, and it's the execution that's the differentiator, phenomenal. right? I mean, it's phenomenal. The only challenge that I've got now yeah. is that once we got rid of the credit cards, um, my wife's becoming a little bit addicted <laughs> to, <laughs> to after pay shop. But that's great, right? Because we got the money and we're not paying any interest. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of, she's, she's taking the buy now, pay late a bit, a little bit too literally. <laughs> no, I love it. You can really see that there's these there's new, shoes everywhere. There is a new segment emerging, I, I swear. And I, it, it could be the Eastern Suburbs mum segment, but um I was having a joke with a friend the other night where she was saying, I'm loving after pay leave because my husband said to me the other day, I can't believe you got a, hun- a handbag for $125. And she said, I know, what a great deal. He just doesn't know I'm paying in for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just this whole new um, way for people to budget the things that they want. And I think that's really, if you take what's happened with COVID and the tragedy of all of that and you think about online you know like it's been this perfect kind of way to say now's the time to reflect and think about me more and what I want with my life Um, and I think people have taken this opportunity of COVID to say look I realize I can do better with my money maybe there's a different way to manage it than how I've done it in the past maybe there's a different way to purchase if I go into that whole global piece that's exactly where you can see the company going, right? Yeah. So we, we've made an acquisition um, over in Spain. You know, you can really see the markets growing out. Um, and also, too, you can see the adjacencies around, um, you know, budgeting and after pay my life. You know, like yeah. what now I think about things in terms of how do I do things in fours. And it, yeah. so I, I think there is just huge potential in that. There's a personal kind of narrative as well. And I remember growing up as the oldest of five kids. Yeah. Parents divorced when I was eight. My mum raised five kids by oh, herself. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Incredible. What a legend. You know, I mean, 
absolutely. Yeah. yeah Talk awesome. about you know leadership. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, absolutely. get better than that. No, no, you're spot on. But I remember she saved for probably 12, you know, 12, 18 months to buy a VHS recorder. And she would never get credit. Nobody would have ever given her credit. You know? And yet she was more worthy of it. Completely. Than, than, yeah. than anybody I could think of on the planet. And I think this is the thing that we talk about things like financial inclusion, like it's something that happens in a third world country. And I think this is what I love about, the, you know, Afterpay, Zip, everybody in the category, you know, businesses like Wiser, where they're bringing um, credit to those who are actually worthy, but the credit risk models that we use are so outdated oh, that yeah. they're not actually relevant. Yeah, and I think also too, the um, the business models are outdated. Yeah, right. And I and I think this is the piece where you can see these new business models emerging, like Afterpay, that completely change the way that financial services need to be viewed. You know, they're not relying on you taking a mortgage with them in order to be able to be successful. Um, and I think this whole without judgment piece is just so critical, you know, because it's empowering people with their own money to make choices that they want to make, but they get to manage it in a different way. And, you know, people like like your mum, like that is just such a great um, way to express how inclusive it can all be. Yeah. Um, and also, too, it's, it's not certain sectors like it's not all the pitches of spend it's actually really practical things that people want to yeah. achieve for themselves or their families yeah. that we're able to help that occur sooner yeah um and I think that's pretty amazing and you can see in the profile of losses or late payments it's that's the few that's not the many uh, and this is the thing that really frustrates me right what I read about in the media the way that Afterpay has gone about credit risk is phenomenal. Oh, right? it's like, remarkable. Why is this not being held up, right, yeah. globally to say, here's a model, right, Yeah, that works. Yeah, right? no, it I works. think tall poppy syndrome happens a lot, right? Zero was a great example of that. Yeah. You know, people were like, gee, cloud accounting, like this small little company in New Zealand, surely that can't be successful. You know, over yeah. a million subscribers, you know, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, never, never, never challenge a Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personal experience. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that credit model um, that the team have built, again, it's unique, but it's not relying on the old principles of mm. financial services. Um, and I think there's a lot more of that um, kind of these are the smart minds, yeah. right, where like you said before, they're not necessarily the millennials, right? If you give that to someone that did an actuarial degree, which is probably not that common anymore, mm. right? But if you said to them, help me solve this problem in any generation, you know, the way that you're able to leverage data nowadays and the data yeah. that's accessible, that consumers want you using to help them, mm. um, I think that's kind of the critical stuff. Yeah. Now, on that point, we've got CDR as come yeah. into play and you know we're now on this you know what i what i tr truly believe is we're at this kind of tipping point where we've got an opportunity that's once in a generation yeah that it just could be unprecedented <laughs> you know what yeah. we've got in front of us yeah absolutely um, what's the you know, what what's the take of from afterpay's perspective on cd on data and you know what's interested in the 10 cent play in particular 
that um, you know, every every business now is a data company. Oh, so yeah, the same completely. Goes. Yeah, so uh, no, I obviously agree with that um, in terms of ever, every company being a data company. I think right at the heart of it, though, is that it's the customer's data, yeah. right? Like it's, it's not ours. And mm. so I think what is really important in all of this um, is that we let consumers drive what they want access to and how they want access to it. Um, and I don't know about you, but the more that a consumer trusts you, the more likely they are to trust that you will do right by them yeah. um, as it relates to this opportunity. So I I really think that privacy and security are kind of like this new financial literacy, mm. right? Like we, we really have to step in and teach people about hey, just, just make sure you're being clever yeah. about it. Like you think about your well, mum or you think about your teens or any of that kind of space. How did banks get started, right? Oh, it was yeah. to keep my money safe. That is exactly right. right. You know, it's not an amorphous concept. Yep. Um, but, you know, I kind of I kind of look at that. It's not dissimilar to my little boy, Joe. He's 11. Uh, he said to me yesterday, oh, mum, just going out to film a TikTok um, and – you know, being a, a nana like I am, I said to him, hey, just don't forget you're going to want a job one day. Right. Right, because you can't <laughs> help but think that whatever he does now will be on his handle for the future. Yep. Um, so so I think this is where privacy, security, we've got to help people with that. But also to, I think, leveraging consumers, their insights and their needs that's how you build great product, mm. right? And so how is it that we bring those concepts together and deliver what they want and need um, to be more financially free? Um, and you do that in a way, and we talk about this a, a lot at Afterpay, actually, how do you build this win-win economy? So rather than you win, I lose, I win, you lose, how do we just make sure that's so well balanced um, as we go forward so that everybody can win along the way? Great. Well, Lee, we're kind of coming to a close, but before we wrap things up, um, it is the Finneys. Um, we are <laughs> celebrating winners. Woohoo! Um, and we've got the People's Choice Award. Now, I know that as sponsors, it's very difficult for you to talk about any individual organizations. So I'm going to ask you a more generic question, I think, rather than what I normally ask people. Um, so what I normally ask is, hey, which is the fintech that's got you other than Afterpay, which has got you most excited right now? But I thought what, what might be a better question to ask is, you know, what's your overall sense of um, the Australian fintech scene right now and, and kind of what has got you excited? Well, I think our um, our willingness as Australians, and I, like I'm going to include New Zealand, yes, right? New Zealand, yeah. Australia. Yeah, I think we're... Like, I, I think our willingness to really embrace it is huge because it's much harder here. We actually have, as crazy as it sounds, less fintech problems to solve than they do in America, mm. right? So yeah, that's no, true. As crazy as that seems, you know, they're still dealing in checks, you yeah. know, <laughs> like their payment rails with interject that we've got a very, very different market here in which to solve for. So I love um, the creativity that the industry is kind of bringing to the table at a quite a, a narrow, um, at, a, at a narrow level. So we are solving individual problems, but because our, our culture makes us cooperative, yeah. 
And so I think our ability to build fintechs and then have them collaborate is kind of one of the really exciting um, things because I don't think we don't seem to have this attitude that it's only me, yeah. right? We can absolutely build. We could build a bank today with many of the fintechs out there um, separately posed sitting in an ecosystem. Mm. So you'd have someone that does a mortgage, someone that does solar lending, someone that, you know, like you could absolutely build all that together and say, we can do best in breed. So I think we should just keep encouraging um, people to have those great ideas and, and make bold moves. Yeah. Um, COVID's brought the yeah. world much closer, yeah. right? And I think, of course, sadly, the US and uh, the UK, you know, like they, they are feeling worlds apart, yeah. right? And so our ability to innovate and share yeah. and do that at a global scale, I think is just absolutely critical um, because, I, yeah, I think that's the piece where we can kind of take it by storm. And if you look at these platforms we're building and, you know, not to overuse the zero and the afterpay, but they are both very um, interesting plays globally yeah. in their own rights. Um for domination, yeah. so yeah, oh, very. I forgot exciting. to mention that you board director at Zero as well. Oh yeah, no, no, I've been on the board of Zero for six years. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's yeah. been a really cool journey. Yeah, well, Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, just a, a fantastic business, fantastic person, oh, and we wish you the all the luck in the future. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks again to Afterpay for supporting this year's Finneys. If you do want to vote for your favorite emerging fintech and register for this year's event, then go to thefinnies.org.au. You can reach me on Twitter at Dexter Cousins and on LinkedIn, Dexter Cousins. Until the next show, stay safe.